Hello and welcome to the Performance Through Health podcast. We aim to inspire and educate our listeners through engaging conversations on all things health and fitness, mindset, business and philosophy. My name is Martin McPhillamy and I'm your host and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show of last week. We had Lachlan Samuel on the show. Uh, Lachlan Samuel is essentially trying to make mental health talk mainstream and we had a, a real deep dive into into the reasons to why that is and you know everyone's been through their shit but this guy has really done the inner work to try and overcome that and uh, if you have not listened to that episode honestly go back to to episode 15 and check uh, check that out he he's got his own podcast open up podcast and he really is uh is inspirational to me to be honest with you and um, is a guy that I really want to keep in contact with and I'm looking forward to, to, to our future in terms of our network and what we can do together. So go check that out. Today I have got an episode that is my take on the coronavirus and it's going to be uh, you know, a bit more of an informative episode. Um, I don't want this to be all concerning but we do have to be kind of realistic with this sort of thing. We've got to look into it but I see also opportunity in this, uh, in this, in this, in this pandemic that we're having right now. So, uh, really, uh, before I go there, I can have a little bit of a, an update, update, update on what my life's uh, been like at the moment. Uh, it's, uh, it's been really good. So, for, ever since you know, December, January time, when I have been speaking on these um, podcasts, I've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes in terms of looking at my own psychology, and I have been doing that for the last eighteen months, and I use. Um, a, a psychologist called Carl Jung, who's a very famous uh, psychoanalyst who split off from Freud, uh, you know, back in the ni- early 1900s, and and lived a, a life of of deep diving into into consciousness and deep diving into the into the brain and looking at how our how our psyches essentially work. And he's not so much in the academic realm now, because a, a lot of people are taking it as as, as woo woo. But to me, it resonates very well, and I have took a lot from that. But uh, essentially doing that has uh, put me in and out of this mindset of because I'm psychoanalyzing myself, finding and figuring out reasons to why I'm self-conscious and uh, that has had its up and downs on me and I'd say end of December to up until maybe two weeks ago, um, I was, my mindset wasn't in a great shape, it wasn't in the best of shape, I wasn't focused on really um, what I was wanting to get in, get out in life, my, my it was having impacts on my relationship. I was I was struggling, getting maybe a little bit overwhelmed and stuck in my head a lot. And I figured out that I had an issue with my my my, my feminine psyche, what we what Jung would call the anima. If you have a look at my posts um, on Instagram and my Facebook uh, Facebook at Martin McPhillamy, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about there. And the anima is the feminine psyche that's in the masculine um, uh, the feminine energy, sorry, within the masculine psyche, and that's imprinted on from when the, the day you're born. So, and essentially, it's 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 how your 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 relationship with 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 your mother was between the the ages of zero and two. And uh, for me, at that period of my life, I think my mom was probably going for a bit of a rough time. So my feminine energy has this kind of um, uh, pain to it. So when I fall into that, and that means when I become overwhelmed and become over, overly sensitive or um, I get stuck up in my head and, I, and I, I'm not really focused on what I want to do and, and life becomes a bit chaotic, um, I start to feel this kind of pain and I had to do, um, in a, it's the inner work to, to figure that out and the way, the reason, how I managed to do that was through journaling essentially. So 
looking into my relationship with my partner Grace, looking into my relationship with my mom, looking into the past of my relationships with my mom, and really documenting what has happened and and how that is is, is contributing to how I feel now or the narrative that I'm living the story of now. Um, anyway, I think I have started to make some progression on that. I'm having a better relationship. I'm more aware of of that state, and I'm actually utilizing the the energy in a, in a positive way rather than allowing it to get me down. Um, and that just basically means um, you know, more self-love, more time meditating, more looking within and, and, and nurturing myself and actually giving love to my partner a bit more, being a bit more romantic. Um, and, and also I've been really enjoying uh, getting back into music again, getting the arts back into life, being a bit more creative. And I think that's really spurred on and, and helped me with a lot of, uh, um, I guess, projects that I had on that I was kind of procrastinating about a little bit. So um, if any guys are out there and it's, you know this might sound absolutely wacky to you, but if you guys are out there and you're really feeling... Um, you're not making any progress because you're getting stuck. You're, uh, you're, um, you know, you're just in your head. You can't sleep at night because you've got so much going on. But you, you, you're struggling to take the action to take those steps to move towards it. It's um, probably uh, you want to have a look at your relationship with with that feminine. So uh, have a look at the relationship with your your, your mom or your, your your partner and uh, get out in nature and get it get out there and and enjoy some music, dance. Just feel uh, let yourself go and be intuitive and creative, and you'll find those solutions for for the answers that you're looking for. Anyway, um, so um, what have I been doing? What, allowing myself to, to have that kind of freedom and that space has has allowed me to step into back into my masculine with a, with a different set of, 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 of a vision of where I want to go with that. And a lot of people have been talking to me about sales. And I went to see a guy called Peter Lakovic, uh, who is nicknamed the, the $2 billion man. He's one of Australia's leading sales experts. And I went to a, a, a two-hour uh, a seminar, a workshop with him, with one of my, my friends, Matt, Matt uh, Hammerman of, of Get Amplified um, uh, podcast put, put on. And that was really intriguing. He took us through this framework that is essentially creating how to create a buyer's mindset in the individuals or how to create a buyer's mindset in, in business. And that really resonated with me in terms of it was a lot of human behavior and again, a lot of human psychology. And that was probably what I was stu- stu- studying around about uh, two and a half years ago and it's essentially it's all communication skills and it's about how to build relationships and how to how can you get into the mind of an individual and see what it is they want so that you can then put yourself in a position to be able to offer that to them so that they then you know buy into what you what it is that they want through through the language that you use in the, you know, the non-verbal view, communication body language uh, and even just how you present yourself so my focus is now going to be going towards that a lot of my social media are probably going to be and even these uh, you know podcasts I'm probably going to be focusing a bit more on that, a bit more on communication skills, presentation skills. And um, I'm really looking forward to it because I've actually created my own uh, framework using what Peter Lakovic actually put out there to take back into my uh, no, the company I work for, Cardiorespiratory Sleep, to see if we can improve our conversion rate for the amount of patients that we're able to treat. Um, because in private healthcare, people, uh, you know, not everyone's willing to pay. Um, but if we, you know, the more people that I can treat, the better my purpose, the, or the greater my purpose of 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 you know, helping people with their health and stuff improves, and also that contributes into back in the business. So from the framework, I'm then building a strategy to to do that, and the strategy is going to involve all the staff and uh, uh, allow us over the next year just to implement step by step. 
um, new new ideas that is coming from a sales perspective, which isn't very common in healthcare. And there's probably a bit of resistance to it if you use the term sales. So it's more um, how can we take a patient on that journey together to allow them to see that what's going to be the best outcome for them using what we have as a service. I can't wait to to start that. I already have, um, and that's what that delving into that uh, the issues that I've been having has allowed me to create some space and a bit more freedom to think and and to come up with some new ideas. So, been really creative recently, and um, you know, I put that down to the to actually just doing the work and documenting and writing and uh, putting down on, on what you're feeling, just basically giving yourself some self love and giving yourself a bit of space. Anyway, um, so coronavirus or COVID-19, what is it? Well, it's a virus. Uh, Viruses essentially, they're not living like uh, humans are. They are uh, either naive or they're they're inactive, and they then need a carrier host, uh, such as an animal or a human, to embed themselves into uh, so that they can then spread and replicate and break down the RNA, which is um, like the messengers of creating DNA within within our bodies, they can they essentially can change that and shift that so that they can then multiply and coronavirus essentially is is a respiratory infection to begin with so you get cough cold throat cold throat very much like the flu and um it uh, it is it's essentially passed on through through air droplets through uh, um, through droplets within the air so through coughing sneezing um, putting your hands on stuff and touching and picking it up and put it on your eyes your, near your nose or your mouth that's then going to embed to the back of your throat and it can lay dormant there uh, doing its doing its rub it's not it's not causing any problems for you to you know, up to four days and then you might start to get some mild symptoms and like I say I've already said that's cough cold or, or whatever and um, then that will then pass down to into the you know, into the into the upper respiratory tract, into the lower respiratory tract, and eventually it can even get into the the gastrointestinal system. And I think that's potentially one of the reasons why maybe people are grabbing for this toilet roll. They maybe read that somewhere, or it's been it's been pushed somewhere by some of the uh, Kleenex companies or, or, or large large companies that create toilet tissues to to scare people into buying these things. But why is it a concern? Well, to be honest with you, it's 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 a major concern because of how how likely it's to spread. So we had a you know, there was a SARS outbreak, I think maybe about ten years ago from China, and they're very similar in terms of viruses. But this seems to be around about eleven to twelve or thirteen times more contagious than that SARS virus. And uh, what that means is that it's pretty much going to be passed on at an exponential rate. And we can see that as soon as there is around about a hundred. Um, uh, uh, cases in a country, if if that country is is densely populated, such as China, as uh, Italy, and you know Europe, and and even the UK, all that area, um, it's going to grow exponentially. So uh, if you have four people that get sick, then the next people is going to be eight, then it's going to be sixteen, and then thirty two, sixty four, one hundred and twenty eight, and so on, and. That is the rate that it can go. It can go from from one week to the next to 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 be in you know, seven sevenfold, fourteenfold, twentyfold, uh, just massively growing. So the concern is the contagious and how contagious it is, because that's why we're having to shut down. That's why places are having to shut down, stop the borders, close the borders, because the spread of the disease is only going to come cause more issues. Now, is it the disease itself, uh, the virus itself, that is the concern for? 80%, 90% of the population is going to be 
like a, like a small, uh, like a, like a flu-like symptoms. Um, the it seems to be the immunocompromised and the elderly who are getting you know, mainly sick, and also those people who are obese and and uh, uh, have have you know underlying health issues. And that is where all the conspiracies are starting to, to come about. Where you know, is it is this man-made by China? Is it a means to improve the 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 economy? Uh, just by wiping out the people who are not t- paying taxes and are not contributing to the society anymore, or a burden on society, and uh, who knows? But we will never know because we're we're only to ever told by what the the media is going to allow us to, to to see, and that's the 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 unfortunate be- thing of living in this kind of matrix. But um, regardless of that, um, obviously it's causing a, a widespread fear, and fear is the worst thing for this sort of thing. So it's the fear of the unknown. There's loads of uncertainty of what's going to happen, um, how it's going to spread throughout the world, the impact it's going to have. And that causes essentially uh, us to respond from a part of our brain called the amygdala. And the amygdala is a part of the limbic system, which is a basically like a monkey brain. It's very irrational, makes you do things that uh, you wouldn't necessarily normally do if you thought about it and give yourself some time. It makes you lash out or makes you uh, act out in a super... very strange way so that's why we're seeing so many people uh, buying so many crazy stuff and um, it's why we're seeing people fighting in uh, in in supermarkets and it just seems like there's this crazy panic going on Uh, and that's because it's causing it is causing panic and the panic is the worst thing that can happen because uh, the the panic the fear um, especially in people who are um, let's say hypochondriacs or let's say uh, a lot more uh, pessimistic than, than I would be or a lot more neurotic and that's uh, many people out there I'm, I'm quite lowly low in terms of my neuroticism I don't really get affected by negative emotion too much but that's because I built resilience um, that actually increases cortisol in the body you know and, and cortisol for long periods which this is going to go on for a long period can actually suppress the immune system so it's going to make those sort of individuals to uh, more more prone to that uh, this is the coronavirus as well so the best thing you can do really is is just going okay right I've got a lot on I'm just going to focus on my on my work and and what I like to be doing and just trying to get along without paying too much attention to the media because the media is really mitigating how much fear there is. And, and like I said, that's always been the case. So what can you do to stay safe? Well, number one thing is is now you're probably going to be avoiding large uh, populated places. If you're in the UK or if you're in busy cities, I'm very fortunate that I'm in Perth. It's not a huge city. It's actually the the most um, uh, segregated city, large city in the world. It's not many people come here. Uh, for me, it's, it's you now I'm quite safe, but back at home in Coventry, for example, it's a very populated uh, city. And all the cities over in the UK, and you've got likes over here, you've got Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Brisbane, those sort of cities are very, very populated. And, and those are the concerns. And look at the United States. You know, you've got New York, which is, um, and London. Those, those two cities, if the, the, the virus gets into there and people are continuously working, continually mixing with, with each other, it's just going to spread like air. So that's going to cause havoc on the health system. So if you imagine... Um, only 10% or maybe 5 or 6% of the people who get this disease need critical ICU care. And I think there's some statistics out in Italy that there's probably only 60,000 um, uh, hospitals or beds in total in ICU in the whole of Italy, yet they're predicting over 2.2 million people are going to need them. So the, the, the number of the, the staff 
to be able to staff those beds that will require those individuals to be monitored and to be uh, on, you know, if they need respiratory care such as ventilation because they go into acute uh, respiratory distress where they're, they're essentially just stop breathing, uh, there's not going to be the staff to do that. There's not going to be the beds to do that. So we, we are going to see the loss of people. And I think Italy have already just mentioned today that they're, they're no longer helping the, uh, the people who are over 80 years old. They're, you know, they're, they're, they've just made that decision, uh, which is a very brave decision. And I don't know whether it's true or not, because again, I'm just reading from social media because I don't want to look in too much into it. Um, but if that's that, that's the case, that's horrible. You know, that's really, really, really horrible. To make have to make that decision is, is absolutely insane. But what can you be doing? So you know, trying to avoid being in those areas, uh, in populated areas with people. This week, I didn't go to um, a trance gig that I would that I really wanted to go to. It was a DJ of mine called Mena De Jong, who are uh, who I've actually got a lot of respect for. Very nice chap. Hasn't gone major, but has really put out some continuously put out some great music. And um, I decided not to go just because it was going to be a populated area. There's going to be a lot of people in a small space. There's going to be people handing out drinks, passing around drinks and touching each other and bouncing around each other, sweat, spit, God knows what. I just wasn't willing to risk that. Um, so you know, keeping yourself at home, which I'm going to get to in a minute, the opportunities that arise from being able to do that. And uh, if, if possible, getting out in nature a little bit more. I think nature can really help in terms of increasing the immune system, increasing serotonin, make you feel better, get out away from the, from the TV, get some uh, fresh air in, get away from people. I think that's really going to help. But the number one key thing is going to obviously be hand hygiene. And it's, this, is, this is everyone knows about this. We all know that we need to keep in our hands clean. But do we really always do that? Now, if this wasn't a pandemic, then people would say no. Like, I know sometimes I'm a bit slack on it and I work in healthcare. Um, and when I'm at work now, I'm really, really having to be on the ball. So before and after you touch anyone or been near anything, you should be either washing your hands uh, for at least 30 seconds with some soap and detergent um, uh, or, or using alcohol uh, hand gel, which you, know, you want to get more than 70% if you're able to get any from the shops now. So hand hygiene is key. You really want to be making sure that you're, you're you know, staying clean, especially if you're touching any equipment, gyms, uh, all that sort of stuff. Just make sure that you are wiping up after yourself, not just for you, but for others as well and, to, and for the globe. You know, it's really important for not just our uh, healthcare system, but the economy. You know, Ch China's closed down now. China produces 70% of the electronics across all the world. I think uh, Apple is based in China and they've, they've decided to close down every single one of their stores outside of China. And that's major. Like people, there's going to be a, a stock supply, uh, a stock shortage across a lot of the world because that's not coming out in the trade anymore. And this is going to have a huge impact for the next six, six months. And it's going to most likely cause a massive global uh, recession, you know, an economic crisis. You're going to have a lot of small businesses that are going to be able to cope. Those people who are living paycheck to paycheck, who are only just being able to afford to pay their bills, and they're going to have some you know, major issues because it's it's just one of it's something that we're not prepared for and something that we didn't expect so i'm sorry for you guys but that's uh, probably going to be the realistic of it um and i'm an, opt I'm, I'm an optimi optimistic individual so i am trying to be uh as honest of, of how i feel or what i think and in terms of how actually how i feel am i scared i'm cautious i'm not scared because i'm a healthy and fit individual i'm going to be focused on being more so and i can work from home so i'm one of the fortunate ones who who can do that and i don't live paycheck to paycheck and I've got a you know a small bit of money and cashed up that I can can keep me going for a, for for a while if we were to have to shut down over here. So um, next thing is 
you know, sleep. Sleep is so crucial for your immune system. For those people who get less than six hours sleep, um, who have really broken sleep, I would really be paying attention to how much sleep you get in because sleep is where your energy is diverted into your immune system. We all think that sleep is just one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, we're just using a little bit of energy and we're just recovering the muscles. But no, we're actually putting and directing our energy into building in, into the immune system and making sure that we're uh, prepared for for the likeness of germs, bacteria, and, 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 and viruses. So if you're not getting good at seven to nine hours sleep, I would be focusing on improving that. And that can just be day by day, just incre- decreasing the amount of time um, uh, you know, the, the time that you go to bed or the time that you get up in the morning I'll probably keep the morning the same but probably go you know, 15 minutes to, to sleep a little bit earlier um, and do that for a couple of days and then another 15 minutes for a couple of days and then eventually build yourself up to getting that minimum of, of 7 hours and then you, you've got to be thinking about your nutrition if you're eating a lot of processed chunk a lot of sugars and your diet is really poor then your immune system is going to be terrible. It's not going to be, um, you're not going to be supplying the nutrients that you need. You're not going to be getting the vitamin A, C, the vitamin D, um, uh, the zinc, magnesium, all those things that help with the immune system. You're really not going to be getting those nutrients in. So I'll be paying attention to eating a lot more greens, darky green, dark greens, um, the things like onions, eggs. I'd, I'd really be ensuring that you're getting some good quality nutrition while Cisco is going on to try and give you the best chance of, if you get it, fighting the infection and making sure you're not one of these critical cases and then in terms of exercise look if you can't make it to the gym you want to obviously try and support the gyms you want to try and support and get out there you want to be making sure um you're still helping businesses out i probably wouldn't be you know dropping your uh, your membership but uh, train at home you can do all day all, all, you know all body workouts out in the garden in, in your back garden if you're an exercise person exercise freak uh, you know you can do press-ups sit-ups burpees um, you, you do like squats. You can do jump, jump, star jumps. You can do sprinting on the spot. Um, I'm going to be put, probably putting some uh, uh, ideas out on my social media, uh, especially if we get quarantined over here. I'm probably not going to be going to the gym too much now. I've got a few uh, kettlebells that I've just borrowed off a friend, and I've got a weight vest. And I'm probably just going to go into my garden and just going to be doing some jumping up and down for 20 minutes to 30 minutes of the day, just. Whilst we, uh, we 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 do this probably for the next three to six months, we're probably going to be having issues here. So, um, if you're an athlete who is uh, at peak condition and you're training as hard as you can and you're on high, very high stress levels, um, you might want to think about bringing that down again because that's not ideal for your immune system. In terms of exercise, light to moderate exercise is going to improve improve the immune system. I made a post about how that can impact the, uh, viruses just the other day. And essentially, when we uh, we get a virus, we want to increase what's TH1. So T, T killer cells, uh, the, the, the phenotype is one, um, very early during a, a, a virus outbreak. And that basically allows the, uh, the, the, allows the body to attack the virus. But then later on, you need what's uh, the phenotype TH2, which then brings down the inflammation. Now, when you've got high levels of stress and high levels of exercise stress, um, essentially you, you you disrupt that balance so the TH1 uh, T cells levels come down with a TH2 rise and that can cause cause basically breakdown of tissue and further uh, loss of respiratory uh, issues um, and that can result in, in, in uh, pneumonia because your body's not able to attack the virus as, as well as it, as it should be. So ex- in terms of exercise, light to moderate exercise, Again, if you're if if you're not exercising at all, I'd probably try trying to increase that because that is going to help for you with your body system. 
and um, de-stressing. You know, we talked about fear, stress, how that can can uh, cause issues. So giving yourself a bit of time to do some meditation, sit down, breathe, breath work, really deep breathing, uh, trying to calm yourself. If you find yourself in that panic state, in that fear state, or if you find yourself being overwhelmed by all this, give yourself some time to listen to some relaxing music, just breathe, just allow yourself to sit with your thoughts and just, just detach yourself from the thought and just sit there. And if you, if you get bored and start moving and stuff like that just bring yourself you, you focus back to your breath really just narrow down and focus on that breath and allow yourself just to relax if you're able to do that um you're actually going to reduce the amount of activity that goes on within that part of the brain the amygdala that monkey part of the brain and that's probably going to help you quite a bit so my you know, four tips is obviously segregating yourself if you can uh hand washing focusing on your sleep, nutrition, and exercise, and your general health, and then trying to de-stress as much as possible. But what about uh, opportunities? Okay, so there's a high chance, if you're listening to this, that you're in a country that is uh, reasonably well built up, or you know, you're know you in a country that is, is, is wealthy, um, in comparison to a lot of other countries. So that means that you, there's most likely going to be some um, quarantine issues. So you're either going to have to self-quarantine or there's going to be lockdowns like there is in, in uh, Italy and in China. And that means you're going to be spending a lot of time at home. So what does that mean? What does that mean for you in terms of opportunity? Well, this is your chance to reconnect with your family. This is your chance to reconnect with yourself. You know, there might be a, a pandemic going on outside the doors, but once the doors are closed and you've got a nice clean house and you, you know, you can sit there and you can have have a nice relaxing bath or you can uh, spend some time uh, focusing on yourself, meditating, put some goals, putting some structure together for you, for you, for yourself or working on your own business. But give yourself some self-love, give yourself some self-care, like actually do something rather than just sitting there and watching Netflix and feeling, feeling like a victim and uh, blaming the world and watching the news and getting yourself wound up and getting stressed and focusing on all the negatives try and find some opportunities find some some find some way to to make yourself feel better because that's only going to be good for your body and it's only going to be good for your brain so i know that if i get stuck and i can't go to work or i can't leave that's going to give me more time to be able to do reading my books invest some time in myself get some education get online watch some youtube clips make some notes uh, watch YouTube and uh, sorry lectures. Um, it's going to allow me to produce more, write more. If you're a writer, or if you're not a writer, if you've got a book, you're itching to do something, you've always wanted to do something, but you say you haven't got the time. Now's your time. Now's your chance to invest all that time you can do into into doing what you've wanted to do. And you know, this podcast is all about creating people that are creating ideas or inspiring people to do things that they love. And if you've got time to do so, I know that if I'm spending all, all day in, in the house, I already do on a Sunday, I pretty much just spend the whole day working on, uh, on, on my passion and things that, and things that I love and, and uh, creating content for, like, for, for the likes of you guys and sitting here just now doing these podcasts. Just think if I'm having to do that every single day, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much opportunity in there. So, um, let's not make it all negative. Let's not say you know. There obviously, there's there's cause for concern, um, but there's a lot of opportunities that we can we can uh, we can take out of this coronavirus as well. And I think the main ones are reconnecting with self and re- reconnecting with uh, with with loved ones. Um, let's let's reach out for each other. Let's let's build a community where we're, we're supporting and helping each other. Don't go out there and nick all the toilet roll. Don't go out there and spend buy everything from the shops, all the tins and cans of food. There's enough for everybody. Um, and if there isn't, look for the look after the elderly people. You know they can't get out. They and the disabled people they can't get out and help. If you knock on your neighbour's door, just make sure that they're okay. 
um, you know, drop them a text, drop drop people a message, drop your family a message, say hello, just let let them know that you're aware, you're aware and you care, and uh, that just makes feel people feel better. So, um, that's all. That's all I'm going to talk about in this episode. I know it wasn't the 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 greatest of episodes in terms of value for you guys. I mean, it could be. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, but what's up next? I've got uh, Jake Stanley. So Jake is a dentist, and um, I never actually ever thought that I would be able to talk for an hour and a half or an hour and fifteen about teeth and dentistry. But we delved into a lot of topics in that. Uh, how he got into dentistry, you know, the medical backgrounds, what he what some of the uh, most obscure and, and crazy cases he's had, some of his achievements through that um, how we can be ensuring that we look after our teeth and why that's important if it's further than just um, them, them falling out there's a lot of health uh, concerns around having um, bad dental hygiene and um, yeah he was one of my one of my good friends so I'm looking forward to getting that out with you guys as always if you've enjoyed the show please 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 leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or you know, follow my social media at Martin McPhillamy or on Facebook Performance Through Health um, it really does. It really does. It just helps me. It inspires me more to do more of these. And I don't get a huge amount of listeners at the moment, but I'm trying to promote it. And you guys are really the people that can support that. And if I'm doing this out there, and you're listening to this, and you're getting value from it, then I'd appreciate that back. So, once again, thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, take it easy, stay safe, and stay healthy. <laughs>